Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, this is MC Chris. Hi, I'm Ernie Hudson. I am Tony Moore. I am David Mack. I'm Nick Spencer. This is Ethan Van Skyver. This is Brian Jail Glass. This is Jason Burroughs. This is Arthur Saddam. Chris Giruso. This is Nick Berucci with Dynamite Entertainment, president and publisher. You're listening to Superfly Comics and Games. The Superfly Podcast. The Superfly Podcast. The Superfly Podcast on the Panels on Pages Network. The Superfly Video Games and Comic Book Podcast. The Superfly Podcast on the Panels on Pages Network. Network. Superfly podcast on the Panels on Pages Network. We're the best, we're the beautiful, we're the only. This is the best podcast on all the internet. If you don't believe me, then you're an asshole. What is up, everybody? This is episode number 245 of the official Superfly Comics and Games podcast. I am Thatcher E. Cleveland, coming at you from the the Fly Hard compound in Shelbyville, Tennessee, and joining me as they do every week on the PanelsOnPage.com podcast network are the fine, super fine gentlemen of Superfly Comics and Games, although they are only here in spirit because... (laughs) As per usual, none of them are actually here today. So this, this uh, we're we're doing we're doing a, one of our book club episodes at this time around. We are reaching we're reaching to like the four corners of the country. We're all we're all very spread out this week. Uh, but joining us as he does most weeks, he is Doctor Doctor, the real King Travis, DDS PhD slash gov. Travis, how are you doing, man? What's up? My life is over. Yeah, it's 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 just done. <laughs> Travis, it's like it, there's Travis no being recovered. funny about anything any anymore. It's over. The Travis, thrill is gone. He's he's still recovering from the pre-show, but uh, but yeah, no, it's good. It's good. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it, buddy. Terry yeah. O'Quinn. Terry Quinn was the stepfather. It's Terry O'Quinn. Is it O'Quinn? Yes. With an O apostrophe, as in AKA the guy from the Millennium Group on Millennium, AKA John Locke from Lost, AKA the guy from 666 Park Avenue, <laughs> AKA okay. whatever he's doing now. So he's been in a lot of shit. Dude's I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, also joining us uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Lost World of Wonders, he is Kelly Harris. Kelly, what's up, man? How are you doing? I just had an idea sitting here, and I'm going to say this now so I can, you know, copyright my idea later. Uh, Neil deGrasse Hopper Tyson. <laughs> get someone to put that on a shirt for me, and we're gonna or, make a whole bunch of money. Or here, here, here's another good one. Neil deGrasse High. 
Ooh. Oh! Yo, like Netflix that saved that's that one. Quality yeah, one, like, yes. That's like uh, it's like Magic School Boss, but with Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, yeah, that would be fucking killer. All you kids oh got to stop taking drugs and having sex. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like, no. let me teach you, you about black holes. You tried, Neil. You tried. You tried. Uh, speaking, speaking of wh- whatever that was, I don't know. I got nothing. He is the Superfly Fifth Beetle. Uh, he is high, Chicago, Chicago Zone, and on loan from First Aid Comics in Hyde Park. He is Kenny Taylor. Kenny, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing well. I'm uh, another uh, six day work week. Because I uh, pull pull duty at the shop today, so I'm uh I'm a little tired, but I'm 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 ready to talk comics because there's been a lot of good stuff lately. There ha- there has been. Yeah, there has. We're we're, we're, yeah. On, we're on an upswing. I feel I I feel good. Convergence is behind us. It is. You it's know, in the back. dude. I read I read action and liked it. I read I yeah. read decent books and didn't want to shoot myself. Like. Yeah. This may be a book club like we talked about in the pre-show or, or, or in the Facebook group, but we may actually not like bag on DC. Because Bizarro also was amazing. I laughed a lot. Yeah. No one gave that son of a bitch Chip Kid any money this month? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's, out, he's out doodling on napkins, like doing whatever. <laughs> that he's is like, so I can imagine... <laughs> I would imagine Chip Kid goes to a restaurant, he covers up half their menu with a piece of paper, hands it back to them, and goes, there's your new menu. I, the meal that I just ordered is on me, plus you owe me $50. This is motherfucking art, man. Yeah. Art. <laughs> just throw it down. I'm just going to leave it here. Art. I, don't, I mean, I, I will say, as, as good as a lot of the DC stuff has been, and yeah, let's just, I mean, we're not, we're not going to have any Superfly news. Tony and Jared, uh, they had Yellow Springs Street Fair today which is a, a grueling, uh, death-defying experience. Uh, we're going to hear all about their time, not just doing that, but also with Dirk Manning and Tony Miello, uh, who visited the shop. And it looks like they had a really good time. It's, uh, they're still alive. That's what counts. We can, we can fully account for their whereabouts. Um, so there, we'll, we're, we're going to reconnect with them next week and talk about some stuff. But yeah, let's let's dive into book club. And I will say, Kenny, I when you when you posted that thing in the Facebook, it was like, hey, we may not bag on DC. I was just kind of like, ah, I still got, I, st- I still got beef though. Yeah, beef, son. I Tell still us. got a little bit of beef. I mean, we talked last on last week's show. We talked about the um, the half page ads. Oh yeah, yeah. and oh, actually, all that shit. Yeah. Oh, you hating on Nick Lachey? Nick Lachey, Nick Lachey, and Twix. And Twix. For the Fuck. first time between between last week's show and this week's show, I actually saw a picture of what the half page ad ads look like, and I was just like, "Dude, this is this is so fucking bad." Yeah, that's rough. It's rough. But I feel like Marvel has some weird thing with ads too. I was I was gonna like complain about next time I was on the show, and I can't remember what. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely I mean like ads and comics. I get it. Like it's a thing that you kind of have to do. Yeah. I just feel like you're better off. I feel like DC's better off just printing another page of ads. You know. Like, yeah. I, 
It's, I mean, and, but I think it's weird because it's like, yeah, I read their stuff digitally, so it's like I have yet to notice anything from the stuff that I've been reading digitally. Mm. You know, so it's like, just the paper. It's just paper, huh? Yeah, because it's like even because it's like when I read stuff on Comicsology, I do the guided view, and mm-hmm. then like when I get to the end of the page, it zooms out and I see the whole page. Because sometimes with guided view, like you'll miss like the really big like. Like, the way a page is laid out or something like that. Um, but there's been nothing that I've seen where it's, like, it gets to the bottom of the page and then just kind of, like, it doesn't look noticeably shorter to me. So, mm. the, on Comixology, they may just be taking those two pages. Because the page that I saw, I think, was from um, the Red Hood and Arsenal book. And it looked like the page that they that they split was like just a four pa- four panel like square grid, and they just took the bottom two panels and moved them up to the top of the next page. Yeah, that's what it's like in all the ones I've seen. And and because of that, I don't really have a super problem with them. Like they they don't really bother me that much. I don't know why. It's like I I don't have any way to defend them. Yeah. Like I mean I'm... they're they're weird. I don't. I don't hate them. I think Drew Lachey should have been in one of the sides. But that's just me. Dancing with the Stars two-time champion Drew Lachey should have been should have been right Twix, and Nick Lachey Whoa. should have been left Twix. Yeah. Wow. It should have been like, hey, I'm Nick Lachey, former Jessica Simpson's bangy dude, and I like left Twix. And then like, oh, I'm Drew Lachey. I was on Dancing with the Stars. I like right Twix. And there you go. There's your ad. Instead, you just had two Nick Lachey's, and who wants to see that? Yeah, zero people. I don't. Yeah, I don't even want to see one Nick Lachey. I no. think that's part of it too. Is like, is the, the the fact that it's Nick Lachey and Twix is just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like of everything, like I would take a fucking car commercial, a fucking some like shitty like uh, I think that's TNT or sci-fi show ad. Yeah. Or some like. Almost anything else, or like I don't know, like be on the new season of Fallen Skies. Yeah, like something, you know, like. But just the fact that it's fucking Candy and Nick Lachey, like what the fuck? Uh, It's just it's so it's just it's weird to me. I don't even eat Twix. What's it matter? Well, yeah, that's my problem. The only candy with the cookie crunch. With the cookie crunch, man. (laughs) But now you're gonna be crunching into Nick Lachey. Yeah. Yeah, nah. Like it could have been any other ad. I just. It's like, uh, like I, honestly, why not just put more ads for your own stuff? And that's what Marvel does. Yeah, at least I was, add stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, if you did like two, like house ads. Uh, yeah, stuff. but promote then again, your own stuff. I mean, it may be one of those things where I mean, obviously, we don't know their ins and outs of like what they're doing. Yeah, it's possible exactly. that they're that they're able to charge a higher rate for the ad because mm. it's on a page with story. Because they're like, people aren't just flipping by it and, like, having, you know, like, not even paying attention. It's like, yeah, Twix, whatever. They have to read half of that page. So their eyes are going to go down and they're going to spend more time subconsciously looking at Twix. And they're going to want those Twixes in their mouth. (laughs) Hopefully they don't get it confused and see Nick Lachey and want Nick Lachey in their mouth either. But, I don't know. But I wonder, it might just be this ad campaign, because, like, Twix's whole thing is the right stick versus the left stick lately. So I'm thinking it might just be this campaign, and not just, a, like, a new way that DC is doing ads. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So it could be. So it could be a justice. I mean, that's the. Although I had heard, and again, we're kind of like dipping into hearsay and rumor with nothing to back it up. I've I have heard that apparently Greg Capullo had to go back and redraw some pages of like later issues of Batman. No way, because he's ads. Because of the huh. split ads thing. That would make again, sense, though. Good yeah, lord, that's, that's crazy. That's hearsay. That's rumor. That's like bleeding cool level shit. So who knows? Yeah, that is. Um, you know, I don't like to give those guys any credit on anything, but who knows? If it was from bleeding cool, that means Greg Capullo went back and uh, took the X Men off a shirt to put Batman there or something. Oh my god! (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ! Don't get me. I I want to go. I want to go an episode without having to worry about the fucking X Men and Fantastic Four birthers. Oh. I can't. I can't fucking handle those people. Those are the worst. I've been losing my mind like the past two or three episodes because there's like this constant shit coming up. Okay. Yeah, the truth. Is, the like, truth is out there. Yeah, yeah. The truth about 9/11 and why Wolverine <laughs> is on your fucking t-shirt. Like, I get it. I get it. This is like the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Wolverine can't melt steel beams. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Oh, man. (laughs) Wolverine jumped into his own adamantium. Think about that. Think about that. (laughs) He's probably not even really dead under there. Well, that's just the thing. That's what I've always suspected is like that's how they're gonna bring you back is Kitty Pryde. He's gonna fade through. Like ghost, like dogs from Ghostbusters. It goes right at the end. Yeah. Like, yeah. Somebody, like, come up there, like see like a finger, and, like just break it. Yeah. And is it, out way, of it. Okay. Is anyone reading the Wolverine's book? No. no. I don't think anyone's reading that book. Yeah. Because like, apparently, like that's I guess like that's the thing with the book is that it's like. Like, apparently, like, Mr. Sinister got involved, and, like, they're trying to, like, get, like, they're playing, like, keep away with his body or something. Like, people <laughs> keep it. So I'm just like, well, yeah, I'm like, what, like, what's the deal? I mean, granted, it's, I would assume it's over. It's a Sinister. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's still weekly. going. I'm about to say, it's still, yeah, it's still going. Like, I feel so, like, yeah, okay, I so mean, it's, it's one of the few books that's still around. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it has a, doesn't have like a last day Secret Wars thing. I think it just keeps on going. Yeah. All right, so whoever's drinking a beer, you can pass me one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's. Hey guys, this, was... is, this is Nick Lachey here with Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's what. Yeah, that's what we're gonna. That's what now. we're gonna do. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do to like start drumming up money for the podcast. Is we're just mid mid podcast. We're just gonna start doing ads. Which yeah. actually is no, not I, a terrible I, I idea. Do my 45, we, man. Yeah, no, for, for, for <laughs> serious, a good choice. We will sell ad space if you want to advertise something on the program. Did you how? Did you guys hear how clean that was? Advertisers, how we walked yeah. into that? Okay, mm-hmm. you yeah. heard the sound. I made the pitch. We rolled with it. You we see how we, we professionally here we bring us the money. Yeah, we, we real. And if you want it. us to have a celebrity endorse it, we can write it. For example. Hi, everybody. I'm Nick Lachey. When it's 98 <laughs> degrees, I like to drink an ice-cold old-time lemonade. <laughs> oh, man. That's uh, right. He I have a feel like by the, by the end of this episode, Nick Lachey is going to be the sixth Superfly Beetle. <laughs> Dude, we probably could get him on this podcast for you. Well, we probably could. Yeah. Like, Nick Lachey, do you read the comics you've been uh, showing in lately? Like, like wait, I'm in wait, I'm in comic books. Yeah, he's gonna be like, wait, comic books are still a thing. <laughs> Tony, that was this a is a one-time ad. Tony, Tony, Japan. Yeah, Tony, this is your thing. 
you 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 take this one, Tony. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, but going going back to the DC stuff, I will mm-hmm. say, and I, and I I talked about this a little bit last week. I don't know if you guys heard last week's show. I was talking about DC's continuity and how they're kind of like they've begun to sort of take this more hands-off approach, which I think is really like. That's good. Like, they have less, like, editorial mandates and interference and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, well, we, we, about that, or we asked questions about that at C2E2, and they said that that was a thing. Yeah. Like, you, I, think, I mean, we saw that on the, oh, we were just saying those panels, like, they seemed more excited to actually talk about the books they were writing. I mean, yeah. that but alone the, is kind of, like, told just something was different going on. The thing that's weird about it is, though, it's, like, the fact that we've got this whole thing where it's, like, Okay, Superman doesn't have his powers anymore, or has less powers. Batman is now Jim Gordon. But then you read the Justice League book, and it's like... It's like... Nope. Here's, full, here's full-powered Superman and Bruce Wayne Batman. It's yeah. Like, no, well, you, know, you know how those Justice League books work. They never work in... Like, since the beginning of New 52, they never worked in continuity with, like, the separate books. It, well, besides yeah. Aquaman. It's like, yeah. that, that was the only book they decided to well, let, like, tie in the Justice League. Like, if you look at, um, well, because that's the thing is, like, they are contemporary. Like, yeah, if they want to have, like, a sliding timeline of, like, oh, Dark Side War takes place before Bruce Wayne dies and all that stuff. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. I get that. Um, the same thing with Hal Jordan. Like, Hal Jordan comes back and he's like, hey, I've got my ring. Everything's cool. I didn't realize until I read one of the DC house ads that Hal Jordan doesn't have his power ring anymore. In the main oh, Green Lantern, real? in the main book, oh, yeah, that's just, what's going on in that. Yeah, he's like yeah, say, he's got really? like he's like got Krona's Nintendo Power Glove that happens to have like Green Lantern powers, and he's like on the run in space. So I'm like, oh, so like that's another thing where yeah, this is just a thing that doesn't really exist anymore. Okay, like, but here's he and, and I bought, so I I read Batman, forty one. Which was decent. I like. I like yeah. it a lot. Like it's yeah. it, it's got it's got some potential. It's an interesting story. Yeah. It's obviously like this status quo is not going to stay the same. I thought it was interesting. I picked up Detective Comics forty one because uh, Busolato and Francis Manipal like that. I'm like, oh, that's a cool creative team. Like I dig that. And I read like the little eight page preview that they had when they were doing the previews, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. It's more of like a Gotham Central kind of point of view. It's about Harvey Bullock and Renee Montoya and doing all those things. I'm like, alright, great. But here's the thing. You read Batman 41 and it's got Bullock convincing Jim Gordon to be Batman. He's like, you know, you should you should do this. Like, it'll be cool. Like, or like, well, they're, they're having a discussion about it. Like, and Jim Gordon decides after talking to Harvey Bullock, yes, I'm going to be Batman. And then in the Detective Comics book, Harvey Bullock is running around. They're trying to convince Harvey Bullock to be on, like, the Batman assistance team. And he's like, no, nah, I want nothing to do with this. And they're like, well, we'll tell you who Batman is if you join the team. And it's like, but in Batman 41, he knows who fucking Batman is. Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, look, I don't want to be that guy, but shit, like, Line your shit up. Like, it, you know, like, it. that kind of shit is maddening to me. Mm. But yeah. at the same time, if if new DC, if we have to deal with that in order to get books like Section 8 and Constantine, 
yeah. I'll, take, I'll take that hit. Because those were really... And Bizarro. Those were really good number ones. Those were yes, exceptionally yeah. solid so number funny. ones. <laughs> yeah. And I liked Midnighter a lot. I didn't I, read Midnighter. Did you, you did? Because I haven't. I didn't read the preview of that, but I was sort of like, this could be interesting. Yeah, that was one I picked up because the word of mouth was so good, and I really enjoyed it. Midnight. The one that I read that I did not like at all was Omega Men. Yeah. I heard that, too. I didn't read that one. It's confusing for the sake of being confusing, it feels like, and I don't feel like reading any further to find out what's going on. Mm. Is it? Because the whole thing is like, oh, they they supposedly killed Kyle Rayner, right? I think, but I think he might still be alive. Oh yeah, and hanging out with them in a box. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not clear. And something that's also infuriating about that book is there's a bunch of like bad guys who speak in an alien language, but some of their words are in English. So they give you just enough of their words to make you mad that you can't figure out what else they're saying? (laughs) And it's just so much as I don't know what's happening, I don't know who these characters are, and it feels like, I I didn't read the eight-page preview going into it, and it felt like that would have helped a lot. Yeah. Well, those, I mean, and those are all, like, they're all free on Comixology. You kind of have to dig for them. Okay. Um, but they're there. I mean, I guess like if you've got copies at the shop, like I know that they were sort of like weirdly randomly assigned to other books. Yeah, it was hard to figure out what went to where. <laughs> yeah, because it's like I know I think the Harley because I remember Jimmy Palmiotti on Twitter was talking about how it's like the Harley Quinn one was in like the Plastic Man book. Yeah. Like, Okay, like, yeah, it just seemed like they were weirdly, like, randomly just assigned to these, which is, you know, okay, but, yeah, like, I know, because, Kenny, you you talked about action comics, Mm -hmm. and I talked about that a little bit last week, because my my beef with that was the whole, like, because I really, like, I read the preview of action comics. Yeah, because I didn't read read 40, so I don't don't have any... Context well, as to like the stuff with like Lois Lane revealing this identity or how it even came it, to be. It, like, it, all it, right, hasn't, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's gonna be. Oh, revealed. is that gonna be forty two? That's that was that, that was like an no, editor's no, no, note. No, 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 that was yeah. That is gonna be in Superman forty one, which comes out in two weeks. Yeah. Which I'm just like, I don't. Why is it coming out what? in two weeks? Yeah, yeah exactly. it doesn't so make any like, sense. Because I, I, I started. That was why. That was the entire reason why I bought Action Comics was because I was like, oh, this is part of this big crossover about the Superman stuff, and I'm interested in what they're doing. And apparently in the Action Comics book, it takes place after the shit that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And again, like, and not only does it take place after that, like, there's one thing where it's like, oh, see how Lois Lane reveals his identity in Superman 41 coming out on the 24th. And then at the end of the book, Kenny, remember when he's, like, fighting that thing yeah all like hey and he says like oh this is like those other things that attacked me and they're like mm-hmm. see next month's see superman next month. 42 and it's like yeah. are you kidding me it was like wait a second i thought yeah. I, I was so confused but i was like wait didn't this didn't we're we supposed to see that already yeah. like it just so again 
But the story was good though. That was the it thing. Was, like, it yeah, was, it was a really it, good comic, but it was just dumb. Like, I'd like dumb. to read these yeah. comics, but they're not out yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, this book of like this action comics should have come out next month. You should have found a way to do like a filler book or switch yeah. the shipping dates. Because I wouldn't have had any beef if they'd just done Superman 41 if that had come out first. But it's like. They, I mean, I don't know, maybe someone was late, and they just couldn't get Superman 41 out. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, like that was, those, those have been my biggest beefs DC-wise so far, but pretty much everything else, like, I mean, did any of you guys read Constantine? Not yet. Not, not no. yet, no. It is, surprise, it is, I, I mean, I, I will say surprisingly good. Like, I know Kenny, again, like at C2E2, they talked it up a whole lot. They did. Uh, James Tynan was on the panel that we went to, and he was very much like, we're getting back to the character-based, like, Constantine stuff. And I will say, one of the things that they did immediately, four pages in, John Constantine's flirting with a dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, they're like immediately just like b- double barrel middle fingers. Like, yeah, he's bisexual. Suck all of the dicks. And we mean that literally. <laughs> I knew and, that. And I thought that was, well, that's the thing is like, well, they, there was a whole deal like when they were doing the show where people asked about that and the people doing the show were like, fuck no, we're not going to do that. And people were like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, that's a thing. And they were like, whatever. We don't, we don't have anything to do with that. But, Immediately, like right out of the gate, they're like, "Yeah, we're doing this. It's happening." Fucking yeah, that's a lot like how Midnighter was, because I think it starts off with him on a blind date, and then like they, those dudes totally bang, and that is (laughs) that is that is the steamiest sex scene I've seen in a uh, DC comic. (laughs) Detective Comics even has. what do you call it? Like the the open like in the opening pages, Harvey Bullock is getting some. That's like, right. Damn, yeah. Like everyone's getting laid at DC now. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> they like they brought back all the universes and everybody gets some. Yeah. <laughs> Which by you the know, way, okay, we we talked we t- we talked about it on the show a little bit last week, but you guys, Kelly and Kenny, you weren't here, uh, but I, I I read the end of Convergence and I'm just like. All right, what? I don't know what happened at the end of Convergence. I didn't even, dude, don't even ask me. I read it. Like, no, dude, read, no, nothing happened. Two, I read the first, like, two issues, and I was like, I, this is why. None of and it then, matters. None of it, well, my whole thing was, I even, try, I even tried to read the issue where, like, they showed you, like, the back door and everything that's going to be letting people, like, use all the multiverses. And I'm like, they could have did this in half the time and not in this story. I don't know. It just—it's yeah. very hard. In, uh, as a retailer in a comic book store, it's very hard to sell a story that is not interesting, and is it, and then it's only and its only interest is to tell you that oh by the way, all of the cool stories you're going to be reading soon happen because of this page or this or this issue right here. Like that's that's not going to be why. That's not going to be the best way for me for me to sell a book to somebody in the store. Well, speaking of selling books, Kenny. Kelly and Kenny, how did how did the convergence stuff go over for you guys at your shops? It's sitting. It yeah, it did okay sitting. initially. Yeah, like the first week. Yeah, like the first yeah. week, two weeks, uh, Kelly, because that's kind of how ours were. 
Yeah, Royce there's some... Didn't have a lot of moves, but... Yeah, some miniseries did better than <coughs> others. The main series itself didn't do very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really... It's weird. It was on a case-by-case basis of what did well. Honestly, like, like and that's in, in our shop. I'm sorry, Kat, I'm gonna cut you off because no um, you probably you have you probably have more to go on because in our shop, there's two shelves of all the convergence stuff, and we we order. It seems it looks like after the first week we seem to have ordered low, and we haven't moved many many of them. Like you can look and you can tell like what's gone and what isn't, and everything's on the shelf. Like everything we order for convergence is still there. Like yeah, you can find what you're looking for. Yeah, we ended up reordering a bunch of stuff thinking it would sell, and a lot of it was, has ended up just sitting there. Yeah. Because now that it's over, no one cares. Ooh. Yeah. While it was happening, people kind of cared, but now that it's now that it's done, pretty much no one's touching it, except every once in a while. I noticed, like, in the past, this week, I sold, like, the fr- either the first issue or, like, the zero issue of Convergence. Every once in a while, someone comes in and tries it. Mm. I don't know if they're going to come back and get the rest, but yeah, it's yeah. It was such and yeah, and for the end to be like, I don't know, we're going to go back to original crisis and make it so that the multiverses never died. Like, all okay. because of fucking brain. Oh goodness! It's like it's like every time <clears throat> they're, they're, a universe has a brainiac, like they restart the universe or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't, there was this whole, like, oh, Brainiac was somehow exempt, and, like, yeah, it just, it was weird. He remembered like, it all, and... Yeah. Oh, no, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was, it was very unclear as to, like, but the, this, it, it brought back this whole idea, which I'm just, like, but didn't they do that with Multiversity? Didn't, yeah. like, we already be, like, oh, hey, there's... Because it's like they were already like, yes, there's a multiverse. But then, it's like, but then it's like this was like, no, no, there's an extra multiverse now, and it's like, wait, what? Yeah, we <laughs> know there's a multiverse too. Yeah, exactly. Well, there was. We know there was a multiverse too. Which, yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, so it's like, cause like someone, cause it got at, it got it got at up. But, <laughs> you know, like I don't know, like it's, but again, either way. Like yeah, books like Constantine, like it's 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 really good. Section eight, section eight, section eight is insane. insane. That it's book is insane, insane, and I love it. Oh, it's so it, funny. It doesn't feel like it was. It feels like it was made like when Hitman came out. Like it doesn't feel like a book from this era. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and right. again, like that's fine. Like, yeah, which me excited. Like, like I'm totally cool with that because it's like yeah, the whole like Batman getting a parking ticket thing. Oh, and like arguing, like arguing with the fucking meter maid the about because she's like, yeah, I'm gonna write you a ticket, and he's like, well, I'm just, I'm literally going to the ATM. She's like, <laughs> well, you could have parked it, and he's like, well, there's like ATMs all over. And he's like, well, that one's from my bank. Otherwise, they're gonna charge me three dollars to take out my own money. And I'm like, oh my god, Batman's just like all of us. It's like he's like, you know, this is some shit, right? I'm like, yeah. what? Did Batman just hurt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just like looks at the parking ticket. He's like, "This is some shit, right?" <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. Oh, that's some hood shit, Batman. Yeah. Now fuck with it. <laughs> what was yeah. with the weird bits where, like, I can't remember the artist's name, where he would draw Batman in like the classic poses. 
like how yeah. he was when he got his back broken, yeah, and then just, yeah, it was pretty much like a straight up Neil Adams drawing on one yeah, page. Yeah, I think he just homages to the yeah, random he did, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he homaged the shit out of everything. He had the, yes. the he had the uh, the Neil Adams jumping Batman, and then he had uh, the uh, Robin the, in his arms. Yeah, he did the, he did the Jim Aparo. And yeah, he even signed it like McCray. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <it's>, right now. <laughs> so I don't weird. <laughs> And not, only, so cool. and not only that, they had, like, the Bill Sienkiewicz page. Oh, no, no, oh. no, that was in Bizarro. That was in Bizarro. My mistake. Or it's, like, like some, like, they're dreaming. Like, I forget, if, I don't remember if it's Jimmy Olsen or Bizarro dreaming. And Didn't it's, like, yeah. it's just, <laughs> like, a Bill Sienkiewicz, like, splash page of just crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the art's like, been really good in all these DC books. Like, like yes. I feel like they're they're definitely, like, trying to pull in more people that they didn't normally get. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, see, like, and that's smart. Creative people that they don't normally see. Like, I feel like they need to do a bit better hanging on to the people that they bring into the industry. Hmm? Like, I mean, it's like you look at someone like Marguerite Bennett, who she got her start writing DC stuff, and now she's writing a fuckload of Marvel stuff. And the same thing, like, again, this is a bleeding cool level rumor... But they're saying that Jeff Lemire might be doing some X-Men stuff after Secret Wars. Oh, shit. And it's like... Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd I mean, cool. it would be that would be great, but at the same time, it's like fucking Wait, is he doing Hawkeye? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, he can, you know... Okay, no, I was just like, because, by the way, Hawkeye is still pretty damn good, too. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm not crazy. There is another Matt Fraction Hawkeye book. Coming out July Coming? 15th. Yeah. Yes, I and forgot I'm about like, that. I'm like, wait, what? Okay. Because we didn't get it into the, we didn't get it into the whole, whole. Nope. Thing I remember. You wrote. No, I, I got into an argument with a coworker at my last job when the, when the, the last issue of the Matt Fraction one came out. I was like, he's like, yeah, that was the last issue. I'm like, no, I think there's one more. And he's like, no, that was the last one. And then it's mm-hmm. like, I'm looking at the release dates, and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess, because it's not coming out. Because this was <laughs> back in fucking April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the weird thing is, apparently this book's been done for a while. Really? Have, yeah, it's the same thing as uh, Uncanny 600. Yeah, where it's... They're like, just holding on to it. Just yeah, they're just holding on to it. Which, again, that doesn't really... Because it's like, you know, you read the X-Men stuff that's coming out, which, I mean, that's been pretty interesting. Yes, it yeah. has. You know, and it's just like, oh... Also, Chris Anka's new mutant he drew for that issue with uh, with Katie Pride and Magic was adorable. Yeah, she was yeah. the mutant ever. Yeah, that was an awesome issue. I like that. That issue was a lot. that was a really good issue. But yeah, it's like I, I, but you know, with DC and their stuff, but I'm just like, hang on to some people. Yeah, like I'm right. not saying maybe not necessarily like you know lock them into a contract, but maybe if that's what you've got to do, because you know. People are loving A-Force and a lot of the stuff that Marguerite Bennett's doing. You know, people love what Jeff Lemire's been doing. And if Marvel starts getting him on more and more books... Pull him into that cabal they have. The the Marguerite Bennett thing happened when... I can't remember the editor's name, but he was the bad office editor. And then he jumped to Marvel. Um, Mike Martz. And he took, like... Yeah, Mike Martz. And he took, like, so much of the Batman office. Like, if you looked at the Death of Wolverine stuff... It was all Batman people. Like it was Tinian, Seely, Marguerite. Uh, yeah, Bennett. It was just all these uh, 
DC people working on Marvel books that he just took with him. Yeah. So I mean, maybe, mm. I mean, maybe it's just that simple. I mean, we you know we all do know that comics is a very relationship-driven business. So, but yeah, it is. I, I so far they've been doing a lot of really good stuff. Like it's. You know, like I, I say, I say DC, but I mean Marvel, like the Secret Wars stuff, the Secret Wars book, like Secret Wars three. Yeah, can we get into three? Because that Fuck, was dude. Secret Wars three was dude, that was a wild ride from start was, to from finish, start, man. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> some crazy shit that happened in that. So book. yeah, so the fact that okay, we're finally like recognizing that Doctor Strange is also is is, is responsible for everything that that's going on as much as Doom. It's like fascinating. Yeah, I'm like, you are the biggest asshole in the fucking asshole world, man. Like, what the shit? Like, yeah. they just like coldly mission. Oh, by the way, you know Johnny Storm is the fucking son. Like, yeah, the thing. And then when the what the that one inhuman says, like, I swear the sun is orbiting this Earth, and or, or the Earth is orbiting the sun. Like, that's some weird shit. Yeah, it is weird because Doctor Doom sitting, <laughs> my man sister in the space. To be the sun, like, and, and, and not only that, not only that, they did one of the things, and I was t- I was telling Jonathan about this because I read it uh, the morning, like the morning after it came out, and he hadn't read it yet, and I asked him, but he's like, "No, nah, I haven't read it. I'm gonna read it today." I'm like, "They do a thing in there that you just don't do," and he's like, "Oh, now I'm intrigued," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, we yell you don't." You don't show Doctor Doom without his mask. You don't. You they just w- fucking don't. And it's, that son. But at the same time, it was really kind of gruesome and cool. And I, I never really thought about him not having a nose. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, he's, like, he's like Leatherface. He's the Marvel equivalent of Leatherface. Leatherface doesn't have a nose. <laughs> well, I'm like, I'm like that completely changes what his voice was. Like my first thought was. His voice is going to oh. be completely weird now. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, he, he probably, has, he probably has, like, a weird, like, Daft Punk voice box in there now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fucking Dr. Doom. Dude, I mean... <laughs> he wouldn't come out sounding like Mickey Mouse or anything like that. Oh! Hey, guys, I'm Dr. Doom! He's in the story, though. Like, he's able to fucking make a whole Earth, but he can't fix himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's am- I love that. That's amazing. That was great. That's well, always been one of his biggest flaws. Is is you know he he did that to himself. It's because what, like it's it, part of what makes his origin fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just like, he's, where did the kid come from? Oh, that's uh, Valeria. That's a, yeah. that's a, no, uh, no, 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 no. I know Valeria. It's, Wait, it's what kid? His doomed son. Oh, Kristoff? Yeah. Yeah, he just, like, found him on the street. Kristoff's, like, the fucking Aladdin of Doctor Doom world. He is Aladdin. That's a great... That's He is Aladdin Doctor Doom wow. world. Also, he has an issue with She-Hulk that's awesome. Like, he cameos in there yeah. for a couple issues where, they're like, they, yeah. like, I think they try to sue him or somebody, and, like, she gets him off, and it was great. Oh, that's right. That was great. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. there was yeah. a couple of issues. Yeah, if you didn't read the Soleil, uh, She-Hulk run. Do yourself a favor, fam. Yeah, check Get that it. shit out, because it is good. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, that issue, and then the fact that, and I think we talked about it on the last uh, book club, because I was like, what about, like, the other ship 
with Mr. Fantastic mm-hmm. and all them. Like, they weren't around, you know? Yeah. And it's like, oh, here they are, and fucking Doctor Strange. You, die, you diabolical motherfucker. But it's like, so perfect for his character. It's so perfect. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's yeah. so perfect. Oral gray area. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I never really see it until now, because honestly, I feel like the last time you kind of saw any, like, Doctor Strange thing where, like, he's facing that, like, moral anything. It was actually with Jericho Drum was, like, holding on to that Eye of Agamotto when uh, Remender had that short-lived Doctor Strange series that starred Jericho Drum. Like, that kind of stuck into that. But that was, like, what, seven years ago? Yeah. It's better (laughs) better. By the way, with Doctor Doom in that story, by the way, too, which is so cool. Yeah, because Stra- Strange and Doctor Doom, they have a history. Like, it's a not very like this long is just a f- Yeah, it's not like yeah. this is a first-time thing. Yeah. And did, and did any of you guys read Fraction's Defenders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Because he did cool stuff with uh, Doctor Strange in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, like... Like, I, I loved just the single Doctor Doom issue. I want, or Doctor Doom. Doctor Strange issue. I think it was issue four, where it was just about Doctor Strange and... Was it his dead wife, I think? Mm. I can't remember, but that's that's a great book. I would say if you're a Doctor Strange guy, if Doctor Strange fan, go read Fractions Defenders. Mm, okay. I, think, I feel like one of the ulti- one of the ultimate Marvel challenges is to do a Doctor Strange book that people are into. Yeah, because yeah. It, just, yeah. it feels like lately, like, and you know, with the movie and coming he, out, yeah, like, that's that, like, he's going to be ramped they're going, up. They're going to find. I mean, I feel like this is a way to, like, post Secret Wars, they're going to do something with Doctor Strange. He's going. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, to. yeah they sure, have to. Like, I'm sure he's going to get a book, and it's like, I mean, he's in that teaser image with the weird battle axe thing. So <laughs> I like that. I mean, everyone, like, so cool. er, like everyone's gonna fucking hate him. Like the scene where he's like talking about God, and Mister Fantastic is just like, "I need you to back up a second because you're talking about God like he's a person, and <laughs> I want to know who this person is. I want to know like, who that is." And and Doctor Strange is basically just like, "Hey, Spiderman, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> what is it?" Uh, it's, Doom. It's, it sounds like you're saying Doctor Doom is God, but I don't think. <laughs> no, because that's not a thing that we would allow to happen, right? Yeah, because See? guess what? Where are you going? Where are you going? Being God, Reed, because yeah. you couldn't save the Earth, Reed. So guess what, Reed? These are these are the consequences, Reed. Doctor Doom <laughs> is your Lord and Savior. Bless his name. Yeah. Although. <laughs> The the fact that we got we got that we got that story that Doctor Strange could have been the god like Doctor Doom didn't like take it on himself and like impose himself as the god, so like Doctor Strange had the opportunity to do it and then chickened out or decided he didn't want to do it because he couldn't handle that power. So hey, I, uh, the, the 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 dynamic between those two in this story through three issues has been like fascinating all its own because that walk through the garden where they have like so what's the deal with the Moon Knight statue? Like, why is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Wasn't that Molecule Man? No, no, yeah. there was two statues. Moon, Molecule Man's in the front, and then Moon Knight's behind him. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I had to find that. Yeah. Yeah. If I can take a picture and send it to you in the chat. Here, I have I'll... the issue in my hand. That's so good. Yeah, it's on the... It's, it's actually the second page in. Like, you will, you can't miss it. Next to the sunscreen is better with friends ad for Avengers sunscreen. <laughs> Yo, that shit works. It's not, waterproof. Not brought, to, not brought to you by Nick Lachey, apparently. Not brought to you by Nick Lachey. See, see, media guys, we're still doing it. 
like, is yes. that a Moon Knight statue or is that just Doctor Doom standing? Is it Doctor Doom standing? Which panel is it? It's that second, that second pan, that second panel with. Okay, so then maybe that is Doom. Yeah, well, I think they, that's just they, Doom. They made him look like Moon Knight because I was yeah, like, yeah, because he's got the all-white costume. Yeah. yeah, he does look like Moon Knight in the all-white costume. I was like, why is Moon Knight in a garden with Molecule <laughs> Man and Doctor Strange? Like, none of them. Is he like a like a secret guard we don't know about? Okay, that's Doctor Doom. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that clearing that up, guys. See, this is why book club is important. <laughs> I'm like, why is Moon Knight hanging out there with everybody else? Moon Knight is a thing again? Yeah. I, you know, I... And there's so many, like, the tie-ins, so many of the tie-ins. They're great because yeah. they're, they're, like, they're so just, like, on their own, doing their own thing. And you, they don't have anything to do with the story. Like, we're, like the, the where monsters dwell... I love another Garth and another Garth oh, Ennis production. Another Garth Ennis, yeah, it's so perfect. I, Garth Ennis probably doesn't even know the Secret Wars is going on. I'm still convinced this book has been done for like two years, and they just <laughs> finally put this out now. Yeah, and they're like, ah, eh, make the Secret Wars book. Why not? Yeah, because they're never they're never going to say anything about Doctor Doom or Battleworld no. in that book. I, oh, like, oh no. your art. Phantom Stranger is not going to, like, run in at the end of <laughs> Super Wars in his Bible. Yeah. That shit's just not going to happen. And if I, mean, he, I, and if I like Jonathan Hickman, but I don't think he's going to pull that one. If he, if he does, then he's the fucking boss of bosses. Hell right. yeah, that shit is wild. Garth Ennis is now taking over characters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, like that and, uh, like... Like, I read Ghost Racers, like, Ghost Racers is pretty fucking Dude, wild. Dude, no. Yeah, that's a lot you know of fun. What? Actually, let's talk about that. The funny part about Ghost Racers and Planet Hulk, and then I think there was a Battle World Journal issue where they all they all happened in the in the Coliseum. Yes. Yeah, yeah there was all, that Battle so, World so, the, so, basically, uh, the one runaway who got exiled from the A-Force Island ends up in Planet Hulk. In the in the Coliseum, fighting for her life, Captain America comes in, which is awesome. In that same Coliseum, Ghost Racers is ha also happening. So, like, even if, if you are at just reading Secret Wars as a whole and, like, just trying to find things, like, oh, these are cool connections that are, like, you usually don't see make sense or work in any type of way. They make sense and they work in, like, the r most ridiculous of ways because everything in the Coliseum is basically, like, bloody death matches. So yeah. you have car races and gladiator fights with, like, Marvel characters. And guess who runs it? Arcade! Like, it works on so many levels. Yeah. I'm fucking Captain America and Devil Dinosaur. Who knew that was a yes, Devil Dinosaur oh, playing that was so rad. Yeah, so badass. Who knew that was a team-up we needed yeah. for the well, ages and that, right and that's there? The, and that's the thing, too, is, like, a lot of these books, like... And I, I touched on it a little bit last week, too, but... Like, I mean, or like, look at some like Old Man Logan, and it's like, granted, yeah. they definitely like they're go like he. There's gonna be some beyond. Battle oh yeah, he's totally he's totally connecting the Secret Wars, yeah. the story overall with Old Man Logan. Like that's just but he climbed that wall like duh. But at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, I think if they just like when Secret Wars was over, if they just straight up did an Old Man Logan series. Oh yeah, that just I think exists they might. in its own universe. Yes, so, like, here's, like... So here's my I'm, Wolverine... Is it, it, is it ben, it, it'll be Bendis and Sorrentino. I hope so. Yeah. I, I mean, still like, think that Logan's going to be the Wolverine for for the 616 when everything's fixed. 
if that's the case, I mean, I w- I'll, I'll take that too. But yeah. frankly, I'd rather, like, I'd rather see... I would almost, Do it like Spider-Gwen. Yeah. Have them two that just, just off-universe books. Yeah, and I think, I think that may be kind of like the future. Like, that's maybe the next wall that we can kind of break with, like, oh, are you tired of reading... Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and it's like, you know he's never going to die, and like all this stuff, and it's always like in its own thing. Well, you know what? Here you go. Here's yeah. a Spider-Man-like Spider-Man. character in its own universe doing its right. own thing, and then maybe with like a limited run, you know, 40, 50 issues maybe with the same creative team. That'd be pretty rad. Yeah, it would be. So, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but so far, like, so many of these books have just been, like, really, really good. Just, like, just fun. Good and fun and not bad not bad storytelling. You had a Blade and Howard the Duck mini, like, like couple oh, pages. that was so that great. That was so great. Which, which, which book was that in? That was Battleworld Journal number one. Okay. I think, I think I have that, but I don't think I've read it yet. Oh, you're, gonna, you're in for a treat. But it's like, yeah, like, like <laughs> and, and, you know, in addition to this, like, I've been reading, um, like, I read Squirrel Girl, New Squirrel Girl, where they had fucking, what was it, Koi Boy and yep. Chipmunk Hunk. I'm just hunk. like, I'm practically on the floor, just doubled up in tears, like, so oh funny. my god, this book so is funny. amazing. Yes. You know. Squirrel Girl is such a funny story, like, Squirrel Girl is the book... I feel like we've we've been waiting for for a long time. This yeah. is like a fun, silly book. Uh, it just happens around the Avengers, and oh god, she makes it work. Yeah, and I'm glad that DC is going and they're beginning to do stuff like that because you can look at books like Section Eight and Bizarro. I mean, they're at very different ends of the spectrum. Where Section Eight is very much like a more mature reader's book, and Bizarro isn't. But they both are sort of, like, comically ridiculous in their own way. And, like, that's all right. Like, yeah, like, Section 8, like, is goofy and doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like it really fits with the regular Marvel Universe. But, you know, Mm -hmm. you could say the same thing about Squirrel Girl to a lesser... I mean, Squirrel Girl and Howard the Duck, like, in Marvel, like, it feels like they do, like, line up a little bit more with the regular Marvel Universe. But at the same time... It's a it's like a it's like a variety show. Yeah, like yeah. it's funny. Like it's gonna have cameos from characters from all over the Marvel universe. But at the end of the day, this is a book is about Squirrel Girl and how or Howard the Duck and how funny they are, how they tell a story. Yeah. And then like like that whole scene where Howard comes back from space and Spider Man has a whole like. Howard the Duck is my favorite Spider-Man book right now. (laughs) That's the thing is like it's so ridiculous because so much of it is Zdarsky just shitting on Spider-Man, you know, like (laughs) him just curling into the fetal position and crying all the time, crying. Uh, (laughs) And like Howard the Duck going undercover as a duck, like being fed breadcrumbs at the park, like. Shit, dude, that book is so good. I say Aunt May isn't Aunt May a criminal in one yeah, of those issues? Hip- yes, that's, that's the yeah, story right now. The ringmaster that's... hypnotizes old people to get him stuff. Yeah. 
and that has another amazing Spider-Man bit where Howard and her, and her go away and just leave, and Aunt May leaves her phone behind, and Peter comes in as Spider-Man just to find Aunt May's phone sitting in the park. And he's, yes, yeah. that's right. He's not again. <laughs> just goes, oh, not again. Not again. <laughs> oh my yeah. god. Why am I so bad at this? Yeah, you know, and it's like, <laughs> like, like that's the equivalent of Batman being like getting the parking ticket and being mm, like, and being like, yeah. this is some shit right here. This is some you know, right so here. Like, it, it works, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. we we can, you know, we can have the big, cool, like you know, grandiose shit, and then mm-hmm. still like have fun and stuff. So I mean, I'm glad that I think. Maybe that's the problem that comics for a while were just taking themselves too seriously. Yes, I agreed. mean, look at some of the last book, like event books and like crossovers and tie-ins. Everybody's dying. Everything's a, like a sudden change. Everything's really visceral and so like all of a sudden gritty and supposedly realistic. When in the, when in reality, it's just sad, and disappointing, or makes no sense. Yeah. And it's just kind of like. You know, have fun with it. And it looks like both of the big companies are having fun with it. Because, I mean, they, like, everything I've read for the past couple of weeks from both from and we, I feel like we haven't really talked much about indie books, and I, I'm sure we'll get to some in a few. But, like, everything from, like, the big two now, I've, I've enjoyed. Like, I haven't felt like I bought a book and I, and I felt bad buying it from either or. And that's been a, And even with Marvel, that kind of felt like, oh, uh, either, like, the art, even, even sometimes the art is bad or, like, a story just kind of seems out of place. But no. Like, everything has been working. Like, everything's on... Even Superior Iron Man, which I had been like, this is not good. Like, the way they wrapped up Superior Iron Man was pretty cool. And leaves me interested in what they're going to do with him after Secret Wars. Well, he is the crown jewel of the Marvel Empire. I don't know if you saw that. (laughs) Marvel Disney Empire is Iron Man. Yeah, I... So says Bendis. I've been, I've been a little, I've been a little uh, behind on my indie stuff. I did, however, um, I have the second issue of Injection. I haven't read it yet, um, but I did read uh, No Mercy number three. Man, like, if you want to, who's right? The Alex DeCampi, Carlos Speed McNeil okay. book, where it's basically it's about a group of teenagers. Uh, between high school and college, like they're all about to go to college, and this is their pre-college summer trip to Mexico. And then their bus oh. has an accident on the highway and like crashes in the wilderness, and like they're all like fucked up. And like there were, um, <clears throat> like there were drug dealers trying to run them down. And then it's like they're yeah they're a lot like it's fucking brutal, like people the, the the people that are injured and died like they make camp and then uh at the end of the second issue coyotes show up and start oh like dragging the, like, their dead bodies away and like many like a bunch <laughs> of the kids are like really kind of fucked up too like there's like the, mm. there's like a twin brother and sister and the brother is like he he seems like he's completely psychotic and abusive towards his sister but like no one else notices it and it's like, yeah, like, it's, it's really fucking, like, Oh, it's, man, it's really if the Chupacabra shows No, up. I mean, it seems, it <laughs> seems more kind of grounded in reality, like, but it's, it's a, it's a really interesting read in terms of, like, a survival horror kind of book. Like, I enjoy it immensely. And there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of image stuff that I've had to, that I'm still kind of, like, catching up on and, like, having to get in trade. 
Um, yeah. I bought. That's Did anyone read the... Airboy? No. Because I picked. I haven't read it. I picked up the first issue, and just from what I'm hearing about it, it sounds like something that should be read because James Robinson is the main character of his own comic. And apparently in this book, he pretty much confesses that his last DC run, most of his ideas were fueled by cocaine, and he's really dissatisfied with all those comics. Wow. <laughs> that, Holy that explains, that explains a lot. That, you, you, and yeah. like, I, flipped, I flipped through the page, and in, in I flipped through the book, and one page has James Robinson set, telling his friend to put his giant dick away. And like... I guess after they double teamed some hooker or something, and then Airboy shows up, I, and, he, and like the the books in like these weird like weird color tones. It's not colored normally. It's like all in kind of greens or purples depending on the page, and then Airboy is just in normal comic colors, like bright blues and reds. So I'm I'm really interested <laughs> to actually read this book because I've heard hmm. nothing but great things about it. Yeah, I mean Airboy, if I'm not mistaken, Airboy is one of those classic like British strip characters um, that has like a pretty long history and a lot of guys like a lot of the English dudes who've been working in comics, like they're very familiar with Airboy and he's like you know, we just like basically sort of like your standard like pulp adventure character. Um, but I, I remember reading the... Who, who's putting it out? It's Image. Image. Okay, so it is Image. All right. Yeah. Because I, 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 I feel like I remember seeing the solicitation for it and being like, huh. Because you telling me that reminded me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing that. Um, I will also say that I did, I did finally get a chance to finish uh, reading Stray by a friend of the show, Guido Del Sante. And... In terms of, like, indie superhero books, of which most of them are just not good. Yeah. <laughs> Stray is quite good. I enjoyed it immensely. Um, and I believe the trade is coming out... I want to say yeah, it's this week. Say, it's very soon. So you can get the whole thing. Um, all four issues from it. It was published by Action Lab. And it's, it's, it's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's as he said it. It's like it's the Nightwing story that he's always wanted to tell, and he tells it very well. So it's wild. But yeah, I need I need to get back I need to get back into the indie stuff because just so much of it is <clears throat> it it built it builds up. I mean, I mean the thing is like, and, you know, that's why I end up like I was doing my comic budgeting, you know, when I first moved down here, and I'm like. Like, this month, I'm on pace to spend, like, 50 bucks a week on comics. Yeah, it's nuts. And the thing is, a lot of that stuff is Marvel and DC books. Like, yeah, yeah. like, I've been feeling bad about that because, man, there are so many, like, good, like, indie books I want to read. I mean, I, I, and Captara is one that I was been reading lately. And anybody, anybody That's a reading, fun book. Isn't it a fun book? Chips of Darkie, yeah. man. Because it seemed like it was going to be a sci-fi book, and now it's pretty much just Chip Zdarsky writing a He-Man comic. Yeah. <laughs> in space. Is it in in space. space. He-Man in space, yeah. Yeah, He-Man in space. Isn't, yeah. Also, anybody, anybody read Red One? I feel like I was asked if I read Yeah, you were, yeah, you were, because you were that's talking it. about this uh, last book club. 
Yeah, I th yeah, I was gonna say. I thought we talked about. It. I think we. Talked okay, because it. it's over, right? Yeah. It's, it's we. It's it's one of those that was like I was hoping that it was gonna keep going, but it's only like two issues, and it's gonna be collected in an oversize. But <laughs> I didn't. I guess in the second issue they explained that it's third. It's like extra pages yeah. that I you think, read. I think I'm gonna end up. Like I may pick up that trade when it comes out. Um, but I mean, there's like a lot of stuff. Like um, I only read when it came out the first issue of Fade Out. And I have the I have That's the trade. I got her. Yeah. I need I need to read it, but it's like they're so, man. Like, like yeah. And I yeah, want to read the Valiant stuff. The Valiant stuff is supposed to be really good. Oh, too. Valiant's fucking rad. I love Valiant yeah. right now. But yeah, I would say the fade out is some of Sean Phillips' best art that I've seen. Oh man, and I have the first issue, but I need to catch up on that. Lazarus and Velvet are still yeah, going like, strong, and so and Bitch Planet's been pr like amazing. Yeah, I, I feel like like my Im like my image like my major image books. It's like it's Lazarus, it's Bitch Planet, it's Velvet, it's Black Science, it's uh, Southern Bastards. Um, I feel like Injection is definitely I'm getting like, gonna like get it get a spot on there. Um, yeah, Wicked and Divine. I just added like I got I I read that trade I and I was oh, like, Wicked yeah, and I feel so like, good. Like, I mean, yeah. like, some of them like you kind of have to go back and forth. Like I feel like some of them are more like like this is a trade book, you know? Yes. Like, and I feel like Wicked and Divine is kind of at that level. It is. Oh I, man, I, I did you, so did you guys better. read the newest yeah. issue? I heard. No, a lot of I'm reading trade. Fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, I heard it's crazy though. Heard yeah, that's why I'm actually I really like reading it in single issues. See, I would do that for like uh, I guess Chew is the book I would do that for, but man, buying those in trade are so much fun because they make you they like and they read pretty quick, so you can like read through like all the other trades of that and then get the new one and just be like, oh man, this is amazing. Like <laughs> Chew is a book that like I love to read and trade, even though I probably have more enjoy it more in single issue, but. but I, I, Wicked and Divine is one of those that man, I would I, I, I would love to do it, but like it's in that same category as Chew. Like, just give me that in trade and let me have fun with that. I feel like, I feel yeah. like some of them they do enough of a gap because like Sex Criminals is like that. Um, I'm behind. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. Sex Criminals so, on my list. Yeah. That, I forgot. I almost forgot about Sex Criminals. Sex. I still haven't read oh, that. So oh, it's a lot of fun. It's so and much also, fun. like another one that we've neglected that is amazing is Rat Queens. Like Rat Queens. Yes, I got that trade by more yeah, on right now as we speak. I think two just came out recently. I need to get that. So it's like, yeah, I think so. Of, like, a lot of these images. Jupiter's. Anybody reading Jupiter Circle? Yes. Because that's yes, good that's too. Really that's good. better than really I thought. Good. Oh my Mark goodness. Miller's back, everybody. Mark Miller is <laughs> back. And the art, Wilfredo Torres' art. For the, yeah. for like, for, oh, it's so good. It matches the That's tone so, perfectly. I thought it was Frank Quietly. Well, the he first did the one. first volume. He did the first and volume. They, and then they won yeah, the and that, that was Jupiter's Circle. This is, or was that Jupiter's Legacy or Jupiter's yeah, Circle? Jupiter's Legacy was first. Okay. And Jupiter's Circle yeah. was won this one now. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Frank Quietly's art was good, but Will Fredo Torres' art for this one, I can't lie, it's better. Like, because yeah, it, 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 it fits Mark the era better. It, missed the, it does fit the era better. So much about, better. Did you guys? Did any of you read Chrononauts? The, the Miller yes. and Sean I did. Book? I liked it a lot. Okay. It was the final issue. I don't know what I didn't like it as much as the first three, but it kind of saved itself by the end of the issue because it was like double sized. So there's a lot okay. going on. But it was overall, I liked it quite okay, a bit. Because that's one of the things like I love Sean Murphy's art. 
Like I think like yeah. I think, if you like his art, like, pick it up. You know, like books like The Wake. Like oh man, like The Wake was like fucking insane. Like I'm still waiting for. Like I know he's got a book coming out through Image shortly. Um, oh, what is that? Tokyo yeah. Ghoul. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, there's so, and that's the thing is that there's just, there's so much good shit coming out. Tokyo Ghoul. It's an anime. It's Tokyo something. It's, yeah, it's Tokyo something. (laughs) Yeah, no, sorry, Tokyo Ghoul, I I helped someone find, try to find that at work now. (laughs) Travis's anime head pops up, he's like, wait a second. Yeah. Are we going to talk about anime? (laughs) It's an anime. It's an anime. It's an anime. No. But you know, it's kind—I only say it's kind of an indie, because it's a licensed book. But I still think everyone should be reading it. Transformers versus GI Joe uh, is I'm not fucking reading that, insane. But I heard yeah, good I, yeah. Like the last issue was nuts. Like the premise was Scarlet was in therapy <laughs> because Transformers and GI Joe weren't real. She was just living in some sort of delusion. Oh, oh my god, was it, were, are you were, serious? They, were they doing really? homage to like the Welcome to Springfield? Yes, yes! they were because they were <laughs> as soon as you started describing it, I was like, wait, yep. that would be the perfect thing to do. That's exactly oh what it was. God. And so like what happens is she shaves her head and finds like this kind of like implant in her head. She uses like some kind of cord to plug herself into the wall and she gets this message telling her that you know that she's a G.I. Joe and all this is brainwashing her. So what she does is as soon as that happens, she goes out to the living room, slits her husband's throat, (laughs) sets her house and her children on fire, and then proceeds to go get the rest of the Joes who are living in Springfield to break out. Because really, they weren't in Springfield, they were inside Metroplex. Jesus Christ. Oh. And so all their cars were Transformers that had also been brainwashed. And weren't aware that they were Transformers. Dude, that's yeah, wild. I, yeah, it's that sounds fucking insane. insane. I, I need to pick that up. That sounds that sounds yeah, pretty cool. I, I, yeah. So li- speaking of licensed books, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that ongoing has also been amazing. And if you're not reading it, do yourself a favor and read it because not only do they bring back like every character ever that's that was made into a toy, they all have relevant plots to the to the story that make total sense. I. Mm. Yeah, I what? need to because uh, IDW put out started putting out uh, hardcovers that collect all of their turtle books in yeah. chronological order. So they put out the volume one of that. I need to pick that up. Yeah, yeah. Like because all the because the micro series were good, and along with the main series itself and everything that's going on with like the uh, the, the street war they had between the Foot Clan and like Krang's aliens, like all that is just insane nonsense. And the fight scenes were pretty cool. And people thought Donatello was dead, but he's just got a robot body now. That's he's pretty fine. Awesome. He's fine. He's body. Yeah, he's got a robot body. He's got. He's a metalhead. He's a metalhead. He's yeah. yeah. He's a metalhead. Like they they he crushed his, They literally crushed his shell. That's yeah. I was about to say, out of them all, Donatello would have had a backup plan. Dude, Bebop and Rocksteady in this series are like. While they're still idiots, they're like hosses. Like they, they can't be stopped. Like every mission they do, even though they they literally fuck shit up. Like they tear down a building trying to fight Raphael, and like they just leave out the building. And, like Raphael thinks he's won. They just walk out of the building, dust themselves off, and like, oh well, I guess we'll try that fight again. Like 
They're just total badasses. Like, in the cartoons and anything other thing are kind of red with them. They're just, like, total idiots who can't get anything right. But in this, they're just, like, total tough guys, and it's great. They're in the new movie. Uh, but so is in Tyler Perry. And one of them yeah. is Seamus. I say, who mentioned the new movie? Because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about a good thing here, Travis. And you go and, and, and ruin it with movie terror, total well, movie talk. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of licensed stuff, <laughs> we can we can maybe round it out with the the big the big licensed thing, and we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk about it on last week's show, but uh, Star Wars number six, where they had the the reveal of Han Solo's wife, yeah. which. <laughs> How do we like? How do we address I that? I don't know, man. Like, because it's, it's cool. Like, it's a cool, like, kind of surprise. But it was like, wait, this is actually happening in continuity with the movies. So right. why is this not like addressed ever? Yeah, like that's and that's the ultimate problem that you get when you do a story like this that's set between everything. You know, like. I wish they just done like started doing a post Star like post Return of the Jedi, or you know between the trilogy, yeah. or you know. I kind of like I like this idea. I like the it. I like the I, the, the the story of Luke, you know, coming into his own. Because it, you go from, like, the first Star Wars movie to Empire. He, like, becomes this whole Jedi badass. You know, he's fine with everything. And, and seeing this now broken down is kind of interesting. I think it's... I, one of the things that I that I respect a lot is how well they weave the Darth Vader and Star Wars book together. And, like, a lot of times, like, you'll see, like, you'll see the same scene. Like... There's at the end of Star Wars Six, they show Boba Fett going to Darth Vader, oh. and being like, and and Darth Vader's like, "Hey, so did you get that Rebel pilot?" And he's like, "No, nah, man, I didn't get him, but I know that his name is Skywalker." And then you have Darth, you show Darth Vader yeah. having his quiet freakout, and then in the Darth Vader book, <laughs> like they go like Darth Vader's been doing his own shit, and then it's like. Oh, and then by the way, Boba Fett shows up because they show Darth Vader hiring Boba Fett to find this out in the Darth Vader book, mm-hmm. and then it's like you see that same like quiet freak out again, but then it's like more of it from Darth Vader's point of view, and it's like it's kind of cool. Like it sets up the stuff it's... from Jedi where it's like the Emperor is basically like, "Yeah, man, you're fucking replaceable. Like you're mostly spare parts anyway, homie." Like. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw you out with the trash, like, because in the Darth Vader book, there's like eight different other dudes that have like robot parts and are like, there's a General Grievous, Admiral Akbar like dude. And nice. It's, like, he's got all these like extra people. It's a trap. He's got like all these extra people. <laughs> and and, and <laughs> Palpatine's just like, yeah, man, like, if someone's better, I'm gonna go with them. So I hope for your sake that you're always better. And then on that same token, then you basically kind of see Darth Vader being like, all right, cool. So if I can fuck you up, 
then I guess that means I'm better and I'm going to be in charge. All right, sweet. So it's like if that's what the Darth Vader book is going to be, like, all right, that's super interesting. Mm-hmm. But the whole, like, yeah, like, you know at some point, like, it's weird because on the one hand, you're introducing another female character. You're introducing a female character of color, which Star Wars hasn't really had. Um, and yeah. it's like, all right, cool, it's Han Solo's wife. But then at the same time, it's like, you know that she's kind of just going to be backburnered and not be, like, a major character enough to right. affect the movies. It, and honestly, she may even end up just getting killed off come, you know, at some point. And then it's like, oh, hey, one of our two characters of color that we have, eh, we're going to kill her off. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. Let, let Leia kill poor. her. Oh, let, dude. Let what? Leia kill her. Just, just, just like, bitch, it, 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 that's my man kind but of thing. But she's not his man <laughs> no. yet. No, no. But she's not his man, like though. The whole, the whole thing in Star Wars was her being like, I'm not going to sleep with you. Like, I saw that, like, there's a whole thing. Like, people were like, oh, my God, Star Wars number six is crazy. And then Han and Leia end up on that planet, and he's all like, hey, I've got some Colt 45 down here. It's like, oh, my God, that's not, like, is it going to be that they have a drunken hookup? And then they're like, oh, we're not going to talk about it because that shit would be unreal. Um, there, but yeah, you know, she shows, you know, Mrs. Mrs. It doesn't the wife. wife, the wife shows up and she's dressed and the whole time you think that it's going to be Lando Calrissian because she's dressed in the same outfit that Lando wears in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah, there's going to be some kind of backstory. But but also, at the same time, there needs to be more than one black family in Star Wars. Oh, no, I'm I'm, I'm down. As long as, yeah, like, please don't let her be, like, related to Lando, because that's a thing. That's that's, that's, pretty weak. That's pretty weak. It's like... It's a cop-out. Yeah, it's a cop-out. Because it's like, oh, Lando and, 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 and Solo are friends because, oh, he's also married to his sister. Like, really? Because it would, because really? it would come up in Empire Strikes Back. Again, I don't want to be that guy. Exactly, exactly. Uh, it would well, come up in Empire Strikes Back. It was, that's probably one of the reasons why he set him up. Yeah, Lando had a change of heart, but he still set him up. He's like, no, he fucked over my sister, too. Not only did he get my ship... He fucked my sister over. So, yes, I'm going to have Darth Vader come in and fucking put his ass in carbonite so he'll learn a thing or two. And then I'm going to hang out with his chick for eight years until we decide to go get his ass. No. That seems like the most, like, angriest, weird shit you could possibly ever do as a friend. And it makes no sense for Lando. Because (laughs) even in the movie, he's like, wait, what the hell are you doing? Like, no, he had a change of heart. Don't get me wrong. But it still took him like eight years to get between Empire that, and there's Jedi. There's not that many years between Empire and Jedi, first of all. Yeah, I was say, I, I'm I feel like it's sure. not. Is it? No. No. And frankly, even if they had said once before, oh, hey, Empire and Jedi, there's eight years between those, they, uh, they've redone everything now. So that's going to be different. Let me see. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it, 
it's like honestly, I'm just looking forward looking forward to the Lando book when that comes. Yeah. Out. Like, let's just get to that, and maybe that'll uh, satisfy all of our Lando needs. And look, man, my I need some Lando in my life. I'm with you, man. That's good. Also, I need more Colt 45 in my life. It's always a good choice. <laughs> See, we're still plugging. See, ad, ad guys, still we're still plugging. Plugging, even hit him with them dollars, yeah. son. But yeah, it's. I'm I'm glad I'm glad that for the, no, you for the most part, we've all had a very positive month of reading comics. I was going to say, like, I think we're, we've hit a point with, uh, with comics now for the first time. I feel like in years, where like you really have to you have to try really hard to bitch about comic books in, like, a huge negative light. But there are things here and there that are problematic, but nothing on a grand scale of, like, oh, not only is the story bad, it's making everything else bad around it. Like, no. Like, artists and talent are, like, we're, we're seeing new artists and talent or younger artists and talent get the chances and get the opportunities to actually, like, show their worth and prove why they're pretty good. So, I mean, that's that's what we want, right? We want new people be to be creative for these books. And here we are getting it. So, like, make okay. sure you actually show what your money. It wasn't eight years. It was only a year. Yeah, see? Still. Eight and one are, eight, eight? One are different. Seven years. That's different. Yeah, that's, that's like the seven hey, you get. Hey, hey, Travis's defense, a year kind of sounds like eight years. <laughs> <laughs> see? Kelly out here helping you out, fam. <laughs> I owe Travis that one from previous. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> That's right, you defend me at least <laughs> once. <laughs> and the debt is repaid. The debt is repaid. You only get one, Travis. Just like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Just like Spider-Man, you only get one. You only get one. But it's true, though. I mean, we like, am, am I lying, though? I mean, we can we can find, we can always find some comic books to, like, find a problem with. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, even now, if Chip Kid's working on yeah. something, yeah, yeah, Chip Kid's out there still, oh, you know, boy. doing things. I mean, and, for, and, <laughs> yeah, like, and for, for all the for all the bitching I do about DC continuity, ultimately, doesn't really matter that much. If the books are good, like, yeah. like those yeah. like those books that I talked about, I mean, they're still pretty decent. Like even Justice League, which has had no Justice League was good, had no creative team changes. I'm still not entirely sold on. Lex Luthor, Captain Cold being in the Justice League, but for the most part... And you know, we... They're doing something interesting with Cyborg, and they touched on it some in the Justice League book. And yeah. there was... Where it basically, like, his body is regrowing. And, it, and they... Interesting. And they, like, touched on it so quickly. It was just like, oh, it, it, I noticed under your shell you weren't, like, all robot parts. It's like, yeah, I'm going back. And like that was it. Well, it's like, yeah. one, of the, one of the things that was brought up, and I think it was the guy. I think it's the guy who's writing the cyborg book. Or it was. It was. See, I read this article weeks ago, but it was on Comics Alliance. They're basically talking about how if you look at Cyborg and how he's at DC right now, he's the most prominent black male figure that they have. But if you if you look at, like, the logistics of, like, who he is and how he is what he is, he's completely emasculated because he was torn to pieces from the waist down. And so it's like he's yeah. not even, like, a yeah. full, like, human person. 
And they're like, so that's kind of weird that, like, this is our only, like, main, like... Because, like, Jon Stewart's, he's around, but he's not, like... Like, they really pushed Cyborg to the forefront yeah. in New 52. Oh, in the New 52, you know, like, yeah, they really, definitely. Like, and, and that apparently, like, this is something that they're trying with the character. And I think that's... Like, that's really cool. Like, I think... I'm very interested to see what they do with the Cyborg book. Because I was thinking about it... I was thinking about it the other day, and, like, he really is a character kind of like Batman where you can almost tell any story with him. Like, yeah. and I feel like there's a lot, there, there's a lot of interesting potential there. So, I've definitely got my eye out on, on that. Hmm. So, but. I like Jeff Johns right inside board. I mean, so far, Jeff Johns <clears throat> hasn't been too bad, you know? Yeah. I was really hoping we were going to get a Jeff Johns written Cyborg in the Metal Man book. Oh, I yeah. That would have been Whoa, really fucking yeah. rad. That Metal Man story was Yeah, so I loved good. that Metal Man like, stuff. That, like, yeah, that was pretty oh, cool. Like, it would man. be cool to see a spinoff of that. You know, so it's like, that's... Who knows? We're... Because he's only got one book now. He's only doing Justice League now. Yeah, because he dropped to Superman. Yeah, and, he, and everything else that he's doing is all, like, DC Hollywood stuff. Because we have um, San Diego Comic-Cons coming up. Marvel Studios is not going to be there. Yeah. I mean, but, like, does anybody care? San Diego Comic-Con is basically, like, for television and movies now. In terms of Jeff Johns, though, that's the majority of what he does now. Right, yeah. So we may see some big... TV, because, you know, usually when we've done Book Club in the past, we've talked about TV. Not a lot of TV going on right now, but, um... It's the summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I ain't watching Big Brother. I just watched Daredevil all summer. <laughs> I ain't got time yeah. for that. I discovered <laughs> The Monsters is on Netflix, so that's a good no, call. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I, I saw that last night, so I haven't watched any of the episodes yet, Wait, but yeah, I noticed that, that last night. Thanks for that heads up, homie. I'm a yes. No problem. I tell you something else to do. If you ever get bored, uh, watch a playlist on YouTube of ba- of 80s horror movie trailers. <laughs> it's like week three of Travis Discovery playlists on YouTube. It's like yeah. one man's journey yeah. into the heart of darkness of YouTube. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! There's some movies that I can't believe they cre- they made. They like somebody gave money to. We're like, you know what? That's a good idea. Here's $5 million. Go make it happen. They wish they had $5 million. It's more like they had like, yeah. here's $500. Be, be back yeah. before 50 lunch. bucks. Here's $500 in a bottle of ketchup. Make me a bloody scene. <laughs> but seriously, Kenny, you want to check the trailer out? Don't say it. What? Okay, which, what trailer is it? What? It's called The Stuff. Oh, The Stuff. I thought you were going with the... What was the one that you were telling Jared to watch? And then you were like, I guess the rest of you... Frank's Red yeah. Hot? Well, tra- tra- <laughs> no, it's an actual trailer. Tra- tra- what was it? <laughs> it, was like, um... it was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Black or something like that. Oh, oh yeah, Dr. Uh-huh. Black and Mr. Je- Mr. Yeah. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I guess the rest of you guys can watch it, too. I'm like, that's some shit right there, Travis. Uh, I didn't. You know, I wasn't thinking about you guys first. I thought that I automatically thought I should share this with my friend Jared. I wonder why. I 
Wonder why. It has boobies in it. All right, well, that's... Jared does yeah. love boobies. That, that, that's the show. Like, that's it. <laughs> Clearly, if we're, if we're, in, if we're, in talk, if we're talking about YouTube playlists, then I think we're done. I think that's it. My name's Nick Lachey, and I'm here to tell you that boobies are great. <laughs> oh, man. Bye, Twix. Buy a Twix, put it between some boobies. That's right. <laughs> See, we like still Twix. Give us his ad yeah, dollars. There's two Twix, there's two boobies. There you go. <laughs> That's nature's own math it's right like, there. So make it happen. All right. Well, yeah, that, that's the show. We'll see you guys next week. As always, Kelly, Kenny, thank you for coming on and talking comics with us. Appreciate it. Um, thank you for having us. Here's to, here, here's to more. Here's to more better comics. Yeah, yeah more, more, more happy podcasts. Happy podcast. More better yes. comics. Because yeah, I like I, right. I like that we didn't have to get angry at someone this week. No. No. Even our even our at angry all. was very sort of like, yeah, it's all right. It's, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm, I, like this bothers me, but like I'm I'm just bothered. It's, it's not my thing. It's a little weird. It's a little puzzling, yeah. but yeah. Well, it's a little yeah. it's it's wrinkled me slightly, but you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna take a nap, drink some water, and be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good life. Oh, who could be mad at Nick Lachey for so long? <laughs> who could be mad at Nick Lachey for like Look at that the man guy. looks younger too? Like clearly they didn't either. He's gotten work done, or they got the, the ad guy that looks like shit. He looks old. Clean <laughs> that up. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't recognize him at first. I looked at the page and I was like, why is this dude on the same page? And why he looked familiar? And then I looked at him. And I was like, that's fucking Nick Lachey. Like what? Is, what they had you with cryostasis? Cause you look super young all of a sudden when he was looking rough with Jessica. He leaves. Yeah. Jessica's life force. <laughs> <laughs> he was slowly taking it from her. Didn't even. She didn't even know it. Yeah. This has been a presentation of Superfly Comics and Games. Find out more by going to superflycomics.com, where you can buy digital comics through Comicsology. Superfly ships worldwide, and Superfly podcast listeners get 20% off their purchases. You can also shop with them through their store on eBay. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Superfly Comics, Twilight Tony, Real King Travis, JFX316, and Demon Weasel. Plus, you can use the hashtag Superfly Podcast when talking about the show. Get in touch with us via email at superflycomics at gmail.com, through Superfly Comics and Games on Facebook, for Jared's music, search for JFX316 on Google. For Thatcher's writing, go to demonweasel.com. You can find all the shows on the podcast network on tcn.panelsonpages.com, and you can click the subscribe tab to get the show through iTunes or another podcast service. Plus, you can search for us directly on iTunes, TalkShoe, and Stitcher, where you can leave us a five-star review for awesomeness. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.